Welcome in to your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Wednesday, sunny, highs around 90, southeast winds up to 10 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear, lows 55 to 60, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, sunny in the morning, then becoming partly cloudy, highs 90 to 95, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms in the evening, then slight chance of rain showers after midnight. Some thunderstorms may produce gusty winds and small hail in the evening. Lows 55 to 60. South winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to the west after midnight. 50-50 chance of rain. Friday, breezy and not as warm. Partly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. High 75 to 80. West winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday night, cooler and clear. Lows 45 to 50. Saturday and Saturday night, mostly clear. Highs 80 to 85. Lows 50 to 55. Sunday, sunny. Highs around 80. Sunday night, partly cloudy. Lows around 50. Monday through Tuesday, mostly clear. Highs 80 to 85. Lows 50 to 55. The Phillips County Health Department announced on Tuesday evening that they had confirmed their first five cases of COVID-19 in county residents. A press release says the individuals have been instructed to remain isolated at home until fully recovered. According to the Department of Public Health and Human Services, two of the cases are males in their 30s, two are females in their 30s, and one is a female in their 20s. Contact tracing is underway, and close contacts of the five individuals will be notified via phone call from the Phillips County Health Department on how to proceed. Phillips County now has five active cases of COVID-19, which means the governor's mask directive is in effect. The Hill County Park Board met on Monday afternoon and approved several agenda items. Park Superintendent Chad Edgar said Beaver Creek Park has already set a record for park permits sold for an entire year. Camping spots have been nearly completely taken throughout the summer, and members of the board and public complained of people taking up spots for prolonged periods of time. This sparked a discussion on how to better enforce the 48-hour and 14-day rule. Campers or vehicles are not supposed to be in a spot for more than 14 days at a time and must be occupied at least once every 48 hours. As a result of this, the board approved the purchase of 1,000 stickers for a total of under $700. These removable stickers will be placed on campers and vehicles to monitor how long they are unoccupied or sitting in a camp spot. The Haver affiliate of the National Alliance on Mental Illness will be taking part in a virtual walk next month. Crystal Offer, president of the Haver affiliate of NAMI, says the 5K walk will take place on September 20th and can be viewed on Facebook. Normally, we would involve people, but with the virus going around, we just want to make everybody safe, and so we figured that the board would walk and show our support to our community. Lawfer says they are hoping to raise $500 with their efforts. It helps us be able to keep our office open and keep our classes going that we have, and also for us to make it over to Helena for our trainings. For more information, contact NAMI Haver by phone at 262-7653 or visit their Facebook page. 
A Hill County man has been sentenced to five years in state custody with an additional seven years of probation after being convicted of two felonies. Stephen Lee Strike, 32, was sentenced last week by Judge Olivia Rieger in Hill County District Court after being found guilty of the felonies of aggravated burglary and partner or family member assault, third or subsequent offense. Earlier this year, Strike was given a five-year sentence, three suspended, after being found guilty of felony bail jumping. That sentence is to run concurrently with the new sentences. In the judgment, Judge Rieger said Strike has, quote, one of the longest criminal histories ever seen by this court. Although many of the defendant's convictions are for misdemeanor offenses, it is clear that Strike is unwilling to conduct himself by the rules of society, end quote. Strike is seeking to have his sentence appealed. Turning to state news, one of Montana's largest coal-fired power plants has begun part of its demolition. The AP reports the coal strip power plant started dismantling its Unit 1 and 2 cooling towers in July. The facility was built in the 1970s. Units 1 and 2 were to be retired no later than 2022 as part of a settlement in an air pollution lawsuit against the plant. The work begins a little over a year after owners Talon Energy and Puget Sound Energy said it was not economical to keep running the units, which shut down day-to-day -day operations in January. Turning to regional news, a new animal attack response team will rescue people attacked by grizzly bears in the northwestern Wyoming backcountry. The Teton County Wyoming Sheriff's Office, Teton County Search and Rescue, Wyoming Game and Fish Department, and Grand Teton National Park are behind the effort. Grizzly attacks in Wyoming often involve elk hunters. Officials hope to have the team ready to go when hunting season begins in September. One goal is to avoid duplication. Several different agencies sometimes get called to grizzly attacks. The AP reports a hunting guide killed on a mountain two years ago prompted the idea for the new team. A Bismarck man is charged with attempted murder after he was accused of stabbing a man he believed had sexually assaulted a female acquaintance. A court affidavit says 32-year-old Dalton Peltier, the woman, and Joseph Bernhardt were at a bar, then went to Bernhardt's home to spend the night. When Peltier awoke Monday morning, Bernhardt was gone and Peltier believed he had sexually assaulted the woman. Officials say when Bernhardt returned, Peltier stabbed him with a kitchen knife. Bernhardt, bleeding heavily, fled to a neighbor's house and survived his wounds. Peltier is being held on $10,000 cash bond. The mayor of North Dakota's capital city has appealed to residents to wear masks. Bismarck Mayor Steve Bakken's comments came as the number of positive COVID-19 cases in the Bismarck metropolitan area topped 1,000 and the number of active cases statewide hit a new high. North Dakota health officials reported 149 new COVID-19 infections on Tuesday and two new deaths, bringing the statewide death toll to 107. North Dakota's active cases on Tuesday was 1,111, a sum that is about quadrupled in the past month and coincides with the reopening of the state's economy and increased testing. 48 of North Dakota's 53 counties had at least one active case on Tuesday. A federal appeals panel has upheld the dismissal of a wrongful death lawsuit filed by the family of a woman who died when the car she was riding in drove off a Forest Service road and into an abandoned mineshaft. The three-member panel of the 10th U.S. Circuit of Appeals refused to second-guess Forest Service policy when it comes to warning the public about backcountry hazards. The accident happened in June 2016 in the Arapaho and Roosevelt National Forests in Colorado's Boulder County. 18-year-old Sarah Ball was a passenger in the vehicle. It plunged into the mineshaft about 20 feet off the road. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel for Hill County winter wheat is $3.96. Spring wheat is $4.48. For Blaine County winter wheat is $3.86. Spring wheat is $4.43.
For Liberty County, winter wheat is 401. Spring wheat is 448. For Shoto County, winter wheat is 396. Spring wheat is 448. And for Phillips County, winter wheat is 381. Spring wheat is 438. And that does it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on the roads, and make sure to continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.